Welcome to MedRoom Chronicles, Nursing Uncensored. Join nurses and other care providers as they let you in on discussions usually reserved for the privacy of the locked medication room. In this weekly nursing podcast, the filters come off and we tell it like it is. Your hosts, nurses Adrienne Benning, Andrew Craig, and Brad McLaughlin, are here to educate and entertain on all things in the nursing world. This podcast is intended for nursing students, nurses, or anyone who wants a sneak peek into the real world of bedside nursing. So join us, laugh along the way, and maybe learn a little something too. Thanks for listening, guys. Hello, nurses. Here at MedRoom Chronicles, we may be uncensored, but we are not unfiltered. Protected health information has been changed and concealed to comply with HIPAA. The things we talk about are combinations of years of experience with thousands of patients, things we've read, or stories we've heard. If you think we're talking about you, we're not. Also, we're real nurses here to provide accurate and helpful information, but don't take us as fact without doing your own research. Refer to your state's Board of Nursing, Practice Acts, and your institution's policies and procedures if you have questions about your practice. Lastly, our very strong opinions are ours alone and do not reflect that of our employers or educational institutions. Thanks for listening, and happy nursing, folks. Hello, fellow nurses. My name is Adrienne, and you are listening to the MedRoom Chronicles. I'm here today with fellow nurse and friend Andrew Craig, and we are here today to talk about who we are and why we are here. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Adrienne. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am super pumped about uh, starting this podcast. Uh, I think... uh, Folks out there will find it really interesting to hear about our stories as nurses and uh, kind of the, the, uh, some of the things that we go through uh, on a day-to-day basis. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, getting started with you today. Yeah, me too. Thanks for joining me. All right. So first, maybe let's uh, tell our listeners who you are. Sure. You have quite the interesting background and um, yeah, kind of give us your uh Give us your best spiel here, Andrew. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, you know, where do I begin? Uh, I've I know, been a right? Nurse, right? I've been a nurse for about four years. I got my nursing license in April 2012, and I didn't always want to be a nurse. Uh, I, I kind of fell into it. I When I graduated high school, I did some experimenting for a few years and ultimately decided to go back to college thinking I was going to be a paramedic. That was going fine. That was the track I was going for. What was, was that just like one of the like adventurous, sexy ways to be in healthcare or like what was that? That's, that's exactly it. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I liked medical shows. I had no medical family members. I had no healthcare experience. And I was like, wow, that looks badass. So I think I'll try that out. That was that was the rationale at the time. And job security, because we all know that everybody's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will always be jobs. So that, that was my thinking, was it looked cool and I was going to have a job. And uh, I ultimately volunteered at a local ER in Rock Island, Illinois. Um, and I had a lot of exposure to nurses. 
And I thought that was even more badass at the time than uh, than paramedics, just because <laughs> I didn't spend any time with paramedics. I didn't even know what they did. And I I changed tracks. I found out my community college had a nursing program. And I was fortunate enough, I was able to take one more semester of prereqs and then get in the nursing program after a year of community college. And that's okay. how this whole adventure started. <laughs> I, um, I ultimately graduated. Uh, that was challenging as hell, as we all know. Indeed. And I uh, ended up working at a, a nursing home, a couple of nursing homes out of college for a couple of years, and then ended up at the University of Iowa as a step-down uh, pulmonary nurse, which where I met you, and you were a CNA at the time. Time flies, I right? I was. Yes, it does. Crazy. It seems like a million years ago, but it wasn't really that long ago. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I, I've grown. It's, it's, it's funny. I've grown so much since then in terms of, you know, professional experience. And, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up getting my, my BSN online through Western Governors University. Um, and then currently I'm working on a master's of nursing in nursing informatics. And oh, Andrew, right, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just like to stay busy. That's I'm just always working on something. Uh, my wife, Sarah, is wonderful. She's also a nurse, but she lets me do my little projects, fortunately. So she's very supportive <laughs> and wonderful. And so my what we're doing now is we're travel nursing. We're move, moving around the country pretty frequently, at about every three to six months. And that that's the spiel. That's my short nursing story. I love it. And and just to clarify for those listening, you guys are not just traveling together, but you're working on the same units, working the same schedules. So um, we don't have to get too deep into that now, but we are going to talk about that at some point because oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I think that deserves its own show, though. That deserves like its own dedicated topic. So. So uh, how many hospitals have you been to so far? Four? Sure. Well, including the University of Iowa, we've been to four. We've worked yeah. in Iowa City, Iowa, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Klamath Falls, Oregon, and Madison, Wisconsin, which is our current assignment. We're going to be here until December, and then we're hoping to skip a Midwest winter and go to Hawaii or California. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know I'm, that was your plan, but how could it not be? Uh, right? I didn't tell you? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, Midwest winters suck ass. And, yeah, uh, they do. Um, the, the last thing I would say about my nursing story in is I'm very involved online uh, in the travel nursing community. I'm working on a lot of projects in that realm. And I've got a little bit of an entrepreneurial, uh, you know, mindset. So I'm constantly trying to try new things and hopefully uh, build a, a business online related to nursing. And so that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And here we are. Here's another yeah. piece of that puzzle. So you're yeah. actively working towards your goals. Well, great. Thank you for telling us about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. we'll learn more as time goes on. And, um, yeah, I know that you've got quite a lot of valuable experience. You know, you've seen quite a bit even after just like the, what you guys have been traveling like a year now. Yeah, almost two years now. 
Oh, um, it'll, oh wow. It'll be, it'll be two years, well, a year and a half, I, I round up. Sure, sure. Yeah. I was going to say, where have I been? Oh, yeah, in nursing school. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, so, yeah. I think it's, a, it's a good time to it'll tell me a little bit about your story, Adrian. It's, I know right. it's, it's a great yeah. one. Yeah. So we, you know, like we, like you said, we met working at the University of Iowa. I was a nursing assistant. I was in like my ninth or tenth year of nursing assistantship, if you can call it that, when we met. <laughs> um, and actually, I let me let me back it up. I'll give you the short version of the long story. So back in my, I'd say my early to mid twenties. I had, you know, a huge relationship end and had a lot of transition in my life. And one of my good friends at the time said, you know, I know you're looking for a job and I think you'd be great at home care. And I was really resistant to it because it just, it wasn't something I'd been into. I had worked in an office before that selling insurance, if you can mm. believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was licensed in like nine states to sell um, and amend auto insurance policies. But anyway, that's not like a former life. That's like, I can't even believe that. It feels like a movie, not me. Anyway, so this friend <laughs> said, you know, I think you'd be really good at this home care job. The hours are really good. The pay is crappy, but the people are wonderful. So I took this job. I was making like $7.95 an hour. This was probably oh, wow. in like 2003, 2004. And I worked. The, the plus side was, okay, so I would work. My shifts were 20-hour shifts. And I would, it was basically home care for people mm-hmm. in, an, in an apartment setting, in a community setting. And so there were three women that I took care of. They all had varying levels of disability. And I would pick them up from wherever they had been during the day, work, school, day program, whatever, would take them home, live their lives in the evening. I would help them to bed. I had the option to sleep, but I didn't, which is actually where my life as a night shifter began, was staying mm-hmm. up all night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd sleep a few hours, wake up the next morning, get them all, help them, you know, in their processes of independently getting ready as much as they could and would get them to the bus or the whatever, get them to school in their day program, and then my shift would end. I would work two shifts a week. Everything else was overtime. So it was possible, you know, that I would work a ton of hours in a week. So I really got good at it. You know, I got to like what I was doing. I also had my first injury as a healthcare provider, which that also is another show. Oh, look at the topics just rolling on in. But um <laughs> so I did that I did that job for a few years and really liked it but knew that I wasn't getting paid as most people in that kind of home care situation don't get paid what they deserve for heavy mm-hmm. work. But then I, you know, I applied at the university for a CNA position because somebody again said, Hey, you'd be really good at this. <laughs> Apparently, I needed people to tell me what I was good at in my 20s. But um, I applied for a job and then, you know, didn't hear anything for a really, really long time. Forgot about it, went about my business, took a job as a floater um, among all of these different houses in my community, all these different, like, home-based um basically like assisted living. Um, I did that for a while and then out of the blue got a call and said, hey, you know, we've got a couple interviews for you. I interviewed first 
in the ER or in the mm-hmm. ED, emergency department. And I was so excited and overjoyed because of the pay and the benefits and just everything that came with it that I think I freaked that nurse manager out. I think I went in there. I was so excited, bubbly, chirpy. I'm sure that I sounded manic. Yeah. It was probably like, uh. out. Just probably like I probably should triage you and not interview you. <laughs> oh my God, that is. I'm gonna. A little side note: I totally <laughs> bombed an inter- interview at that very same hospital because I was so <laughs> overjoyed to get out of the nursing home that I'm like, oh my God, an interview. Like, what do I do? I oh, it was so bad. In retrospect, it was so bad, Adrian. It was pathetic. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So. I didn't get that job, but then I actually interviewed on the neurosurgery floor, and what sealed the deal with me getting that job was that Mm -hmm. a lot of the people I'd been taking care of had spinal cord injuries, so I was doing lifts and using Hoyers and dealing with, you know, all of the things that come along with brain injury, spinal cord injury, confusion, that sort of thing, so Mm -hmm. I think I was just kind of a natural neuro CNA. So I worked on the neuro unit, which I now lovingly refer to as CNA boot camp because right. it really it really is. It um I oh. I learned so so much, but that is such an intense job that I don't think that I could do it. I mean, we do see some neuro and respiratory with like neuromuscular stuff, but um yeah, so I worked there for 4 years and a few times towards the end of that four years, I floated a few times to units that I really, really liked. And I was like, oh, my God, you mean everywhere isn't like nursing boot camp hell? Like, this is amazing. So I joined the float pool and, the you know, the boyfriend I got at, the, at that time, who now is the man I've been with for 10 years, was like, you need to go back to school. And, you know, I had a couple part-time semesters that I didn't do very well at. And then I thought, well, hey, I need to fucking do this. And if I'm ever going to, you know, unless I want to be 70 and taking people off bedpans. So I started doing prereqs. And I did all my prereqs to get into a particular school that I wanted. I didn't get in. So then I had to do a different set of prereqs for a different school, and I ended up going to the community college 30 minutes north of here, which as someone who didn't own a reliable vehicle, that took all but an act of God and community to get me through nursing school. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole time I was in nursing school, I was not just working in the hospital, but I was actively investing in my future. I was you know, you were one of those people that I would be like, you know, hey, if you've got time while you're doing what you're doing, tell me what you're doing. Do you mind yep. if I observe? Can I watch that dressing change? Can I, you know, can I help you with this, that, or the other thing? And so I spent all of that time not just in nursing school and not just working, but trying to, like, blend the two. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So here I am. You know, it's been a year now. I had kind of a rough start in terms of just, anxiety because the patients on our unit are so sick sometimes you know we see people who had a lung transplant five Mm -hmm. days ago and you know it's it's uh you know 
palliative care, we have people die on a regular basis. It's all very intense, but now that I've hit my year mark, it really is true what they what they tell you when you're a new nurse. It takes you like a solid six to 12 months to kind of feel like you're not just totally fucking everything up that you touch. <laughs> so, oh, um, it's the truth. So that's me. That's who I am. And, you know, honestly, the thing that I think has drawn us together in this endeavor is that we both have very active online lives. We're both actively invested in mm-hmm. educating other people with, you know, not saying that we are necessarily, you know, superior authorities, but yes. with nursing, the team sport that it is, I think it's important that we... um obviously take what we've learned and the experiences that we've had and we share them to make other people's nursing experience better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. So so that's kind of my summary and my philosophy. And I think that kind of, you know, um, basically where we're both coming from and where we're going in terms of wanting to share what we know has brought us to this point where um, we're doing the med room chronicles. And so I think it's important just briefly that we tell people what it is this channel is about and what they can expect from us and what actually med rooms are like. Most nurses probably know, but for our audience that's not in the nursing profession, which we might get some of those too, curious, curious people. Um, Yes. Yeah. So, Andrew, what what would you say a med room uh, environment is like oh. culturally. <laughs> so the med room is where the filters of nursing come off. It's like you have a face that you work with, a nurse that takes care of you, smiles, dotes upon you, you know, and, and we love to do it. But we also have our own frustrations and our challenges. And that's where the venting and the unfiltered nature of the med room comes about. It's strange. It's like it's like medicine almost when it comes to the med room. You walk in, you see a coworker, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy fucking shit, bed 30 is a total douchebag. I can't even go into his room. And then as soon as the <laughs> med room door opens, it's like back on the nursey face, I'm going into uh-huh. 30, I'm going to give, uh, let's say it's John Smith and and Bed 30, and I'm going to be, I'm going to do my nursing thing. I'm going to give him my professional face. I'm going to treat him with respect, even if they don't treat me with respect. Exactly. You know, the med room is a a safe place for nurses. and It's locked. It's locked. Yep, mm-hmm. it's only professionals can you know healthcare professionals can walk in there. So it's going to be your pharmacist or doc, or excuse me, your pharmacist or nurses. Every now and again, you'll see a doctor in there if they're lost, <laughs> <laughs> or if they're tra- chasing you down. They're chasing you down. That's the thing. Yeah, they're hunting you for something. You know, <laughs> and I love the med room, though I. I I kind of change in the med room sometimes. I feel like I get really bitchy in the med room, and I, I can't help it. It's like the well, only place that we can, <laughs> you know, really confide in our coworkers in a safe way. Yeah. Sure, we got the, 
You've got to you've got to remember though. We each one of us is an individual pressure cooker, and mm-hmm. you know we're dealing with high stress, competing demands, itchy douchebags in room thirty, all of yeah. these things, and we're internalizing all of it so that we can be professional, courteous, caring, all of these yes. things. So going into the med room is like releasing the valve for a second and letting that steam out. So that the lid doesn't pop off and explode yes. all over the unit. <laughs> so, <laughs> that so, don't, so that you don't <sighs> pot roast on the walls. Right? So. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. If you if if the med room itself wasn't available, um, I really feel that's a really good point that nurses, you know, could maybe not explode on patients, but certainly get short and feisty and, you know, not take as much crap because we, it's like group therapy in the med room, mm-hmm. especially when you get four or five nurses in a med room. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. It's like, it's like you start talking about your war stories. You remember that guy two weeks ago that, you know, blah, blah, blah. You remember that guy or that girl that did this or that with her, you know, whatever. It's like, you know what I mean, Adrian? And and, and some kind and sometimes those war stories come along with actual like scars or injuries. Mm-hmm. And like, man, I just can't get rid of this sh- this shoulder ache because of that. Um, yeah, you know that that patient with a BMI of seventy eight or whatever yeah. it was a few yeah. months back. So um, yeah, and I think the other thing is is that in the med room, the med room is like. Also, it's not just my place where I go to vent, but it's also the place where I go kind of to make my plans. Um, It's not just, you know, we're constantly making decisions on the fly, prioritizing in the hallway, at the bedside, in the coffee room. Like, we're constantly replanning and rerouting ourselves, Mm -hmm. so to speak, as things. But the med room, like, you know, that's, some nurses keep their med sheets in there. I keep mine in my pocket because my, they're my brains. But, like, that's the space where you go and you're like, okay, I'm going to go see this patient. I'm going to look over their med list. I'm going to get their meds together. What do I need to take with me? Like, you're mm-hmm. actively kind of, like, pulling yourself together for that patient. So I yep. think it serves lots of different purposes, but it's true. I've always wondered, like, what it looks like on the cameras to security. If, like, anybody's, like, looking at those cameras when there's, like, four of us in there and, like, arms are flailing and, like, yeah. faces are getting really passionate. We're, like, throwing yep. pens on the counter. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's 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 an important space. So that kind of idea or philosophy is what's behind this podcast. We are, um, you know, we're coming at you guys raw, talking about things that actually bother us, things that we want to learn more about, things that Mm -hmm. we maybe didn't know about. You know, I mean, there's really no topic off limits. So Mm -hmm. um, you're a traveler, so we'll see a lot of traveling information. Um, I am brand new, so I'd like to direct a lot of my discussion towards new nurses nursing students or, you know, nurses that have maybe been away for a while and come back and are trying to get, which, you know, I'm working with a few nurses like that right now who said, man, I started and then I quit and then now I'm back and damn, I wish I hadn't taken that break. So we'll kind of talk about all of that. And then, you know, we'll bring in guests from time to time 
other nurses. Um, I already have a friend who's a social worker who wants to come talk to us about self-care, and she is amazing. So um, people have that to look forward to. Yes. Um, That's exciting. Because really, even though she is not a nurse, she's someone that I talk to a lot about um, not just self-care, but like uh, there's a book, actually. I can't remember who the author is, but it's called Trauma Stewardship. And that phrase by itself has always kind of hung over me as I work, like not in a bad way, but like as a reminder that, you know, we are basically taking on and being stewards of trauma for people mm-hmm. that we've never even met. So mm-hmm. um, without without getting too deep or too dark, we basically want to um, give you kind of an uncensored look at the talk that happens in the med room. Um, yes. And and on that note, I do want to say uh, we and you know we'll we'll say this probably almost certainly at the beginning of every show. We have um, talked and are very diligent about complying with HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. So everything that we talk about is a conglomeration of experiences from the probably thousands of patients we've taken care of over lots and lots of years. So if you think we're talking about you, we're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we are smart and savvy enough to know that I'm not going to be like Joe Blow with the yes. uh, ruptured appendix told me. Yeah, right. No. right. There's not going to be any of that. Um, and if we do slip up, well, that's what the edit button is for. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to. That's a good point. Is you know my example previously about this John Smith. I was just pulling a name out of my out of mem- you know, memory or just made it up completely. It's almost like a John Doe or John yeah, Smith. Yeah, so if, so if your yeah. name is John Smith, and right. we're, no, it's Sorry. you. Honestly, That's I don't okay. think I've ever taken care of a, a John Smith, but, uh, yeah. I don't think I have either. <laughs> you know, all, all my stories um, are going to be altered in a way that, uh, you know, protects the privacy of our patients. I'm going to complain about some patients for sure, without <laughs> a doubt. And, and some people I've met, um, just as part of the med room uh, persona, but as far as anonymity and privacy, I respect that privacy because nobody wants to hear about themselves over a public podcast. And that's, and that's important. I mean, I even won't even – I have a real hard time talking to people over the phone at work. Um, because I have no idea who's on the other end, no matter what they tell me. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm in such such and such POA. Well, uh, bullshit. I don't believe you. <laughs> I Agreed. Just, yeah, I just can't. I have a hard time trusting that. And so, and as nurses, we are highly accountable to that federal law. I believe it is. Absolutely. I, mean, we can, I think people can even get uh, you know fined and even jail time depending jail on the severity. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll we'll follow HIPAA and. Um, We'll protect people's privacy and during our right. and, uh, year. And that goes for our fellow nurses as well. We're not going to be like, you know, Betty, Betty, Betty Lou, she's so dumb. She gave an right. intramuscular injection in the, I don't know, in the foot. I don't know. I don't know. I just right. made that up. That was dumb. But um, so anyway, I think that, you know, kind of 
gives people a good sense of what we're here to do. And so um, we plan on, you know, bringing lots of content, and it will be varied. If you like what we're saying and what we're doing, we would love for you to subscribe to our channel, Medroom Chronicles, and Mm -hmm. also check us out on our other social media. And we'll also link down in the description uh, some links to some of Andrew's social media. Andrew, I'm sure you'd like to um, let people look at what you got going on because you're building an impressive body of work. And if anyone is uh, thinking about traveling or they're currently traveling and would just like some pro tips, I think that... uh, the resources you've already put together um, are great. So um, cool. do you want to actually just talk about that for a second, or is that in too early stages? No, sure, sure. I'm, I'd love to talk about it. I, I talk about it too much probably. <laughs> no, this yeah. is the perfect forum. Okay, cool. So, um, yes, uh, a brief backstory is a couple months ago I decided to make uh, some travel nursing videos on a whim just, just to see what would happen. And I got my cell phone out. I recorded myself. I did a top 10 tips uh, about travel nursing, posted it on some major websites, and it got picked up immediately. And I've been contacted by uh, companies to work with them and do some, you know, videos and stuff, which is really amazing opportunity that was totally unexpected. Um, But basically what I do is I want to educate people that are interested in travel nursing. I love mentoring. I love taking time out of my day to help someone that has questions about this. And that's the premise behind my videos. I answer common questions. I also put my contact information in the descriptions, my email. People email me all the time. In fact, I've, I talked to a a nurse recently that was really burned by a travel nurse company and I helped her get connected with a better company and find her a great Look assignment. At you. Yeah. Ever, I mean, but that's but that's exactly it because I mean now this person is potentially not going to ditch the travel nursing gig and they, you know, they might have some pretty good stuff in store ahead of them. So Oh yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean you know, so many people have helped me over the years. It's really kind of a pay it forward, Jerry Maguire type, help me help you type of situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I love doing it. And so my goal is I'm creating, and I could talk more about this later, but I'm creating the ultimate resource for travel nurses. That's the goal. Because there's a lot of uh, dispersed, disconnected content out there that's primarily put out by the marketing departments of travel nursing companies. Mm -hmm. I'm creating a resource, a video course to help travel nurses from the very beginning of the process where they're just curious about it to all the nitty gritty about housing and taxes and all the, the finer details of this lifestyle that people could just watch and work through and have their questions answered for the most part. It's not going to be, you know, super comprehensive where I'm going to answer every single question, but I feel like it's going to address major concerns. And so that's going to be put out in the next couple of months. And I kind of looked at a little bit of what you have online, and it really is a lot of information, and it's great. But, you know, it's it's a skeleton for, you know, someone like me who's interested, but I don't even know what questions to ask, you know, like I don't even know what I don't know. 
And so looking at your guide, you know, it gives actionable steps and um, is just broad enough that it's useful to pretty much anybody who wants to think about traveling. So, um, yeah, I think that's cool. And I think we will talk about that more um, as we go through this process. So, Andrew, thanks for joining me this evening. Yes. This yeah, evening, no problem. It's actually 1230. It's, <laughs> right. it's after midnight. It's, we both it's evening night for shift. night shift nurses. Right, right. This is <laughs> oh, yeah. my How afternoon. Did, same. How did neither one of us mention till now that we're both like veteran night shifters? So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four years. So going on. But you're, you're, what are you, like 10 years? Um, Actually, if you just count the university... I am almost 12. Holy crap, that's impressive. I started, is that right? I started in August of 2005. Wow, that so is amazing. And if, and if you consider my home care, oh, and before that, I worked in a women's health care, reproductive health care clinic when I was like from the time I was 18 until I turned like 22 or so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that also is a whole other separate episode that I'd like to to talk about wow so this in this episode we've introduced ourselves we've introduced our show we've promoted you a little bit and I think (laughs) that as I've been sitting here I've written down like 10 different topic ideas like just as we're talking I'm like oh wait that's an episode oh that's an episode so right hopefully people that are listening are like oh yes more episodes to come right um, I, I hope so too I I hope that you know this gives a real and raw view of nursing. I think the public um, has a very skewed outlook, and we could even talk about that alone, like myths and mis- you know, misconceptions mm-hmm. about nursing. But pe- people see nursing in movies, they, and, or they see them in the brief hospitalizations that they're, that they're uh, you know, exposed to. So right. I'm hoping that this gives a real unfiltered look about the work nurses do and the struggle uh, that nurses go through and the challenges that we go through because, you know, nursing isn't just the hottie that you see on the posters smiling with the big boobs and the big ass in the white (laughs) uniform with the white hat, the Halloween costumes. That's total BS. And so we want to give you the truth and how we feel and the experiences we go through. And hence the, you know, MedRoom uh, persona or the MedRoom Chronicles. Um, I don't know if you, I suspect you'd agree, uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Right. But I think we can wrap it up here. And sure, um, sure. yeah, so folks, subscribe, like, share, all of those good things, and um, come back for more later on MedRoom Chronicles. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.